Jalen Brown speaks. What's he going to do with all that money? How will he handle the pressure of being the highest paid player in the league? And is he too big for his teammates now? We're going to talk about it all. You'll hear from him right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I got you Monday through Friday. This is actually the last week of the Monday through Friday as we head into the offseason. We dial it down to three days a week through August and the first couple of weeks of September. Then we're back to five days a week and even more during the course of the season, post-game podcasts every time. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And you can even hop onto the YouTube page, hop into the comment section there. Let me know what you think about the show, about Jalen Brown, about anything you want. Uh, I'm John Corrales. By the way, I used to play. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And today it's all about JB. JB, Jalen Brown spoke at uh, the MIT lab, uh, MIT Media Lab. He uh, was there with his campers from the Bridge program. It's a STEAM program, so science, technology. Uh, what's the E stand for? Uh, A is arts, M is uh, math. I forget the E part. But regardless, it's a program for kids uh, in Boston, uh, and and it's something that Jalen Brown's been doing there for a while. And he was surrounded by the kids, which was great. A nice little uh, event there. Uh, he talked about a lot, which I will let you hear what Jalen said. So. Later on, we'll talk about the, the team's championship odds. I had fun with him about uh, not getting back to people on FaceTime, his teammates. Uh, we'll get into the negotiations. Uh, I asked him about the pressure. But let's just start off right away with the big question. Jalen Brown, what are you going to do with all that money? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, the way my, my, my brain works probably maybe a little differently than others. Like when I first, you know, made sure when it first was finalized, the first thing that came to mind is like, dang, like, look what all you can do with it now. Like how much you can invest into your community, what you can build with it, what you can change, who, how many lives you can touch and like what you can do in real time. You know, that just those resources that you have, you know, you know, money isn't everything. Um, but the ability to have resources, to put stuff together, to build things, to change things, to have influence. All of that stuff is more inspirational to me than anything. So um, now the pressure is like, you know, now I got to build something fitting, something monumental to reach up to make sense for, you know, um, that astronomical number. But I'm excited to do so. That's Jalen. He mentioned uh, earlier in the press conference that he wants to build a black Wall Street in Boston and kind of be – an incubator of sorts for black owned businesses and help underserved communities get chances that they haven't been able to get uh, in, in the past. 
This is Jalen Brown, I think, in a nutshell, and and why I think he's the money. The money is going to be well spent with Jalen. Uh, he is. I feel like he is going to make the city of Boston better with this with this money. I think this is going to be a a a big kind of opportunity for him to do a lot of great things uh, in the city and back home in Atlanta. And he said around the world, he, he said, obviously, you know, you, that, that is an astronomical number. You sit there and you, you, you look at the, the, the number of 304 million and there's, there's a wow factor for sure. But Jalen is, I think, built to give back. I think he feels a responsibility to do things with that money that will help serve the community that he's in and the, the community back home and help make some changes around the world. Now it's obviously one person and that's a lot of money. And I'm sure he's going to live a very comfortable life of the life of a guy who makes an extraordinary amount of money. But I'm very happy that he is focused on on giving back. I don't think it's lip service. I don't think it's something that is uh, just saying it to say it. That's what lip service would be. I don't think it's an empty promise. I think that he is actually going to take that money and take some of that money and use it to help people that can't be helped that haven't been helped. And that's an important thing. This is, this is a pro athlete. You want to be proud of the guys that are on your team. I think this is an important part of it. He's, he's going to be a very important part of the community. So I wanted to start the podcast off with that because I just think that's, that's probably the most important element to come out of this. People are going to get upset that Jalen is making all of this money. And I've already had conversations. I had an electrician over in my house. What do you think about Jalen Brown? Does he deserve all that money? You know, I got people all over the place asking me, what do you think about Jalen Brown? Does he deserve all that money? And there's there's a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions that come with making all of that money. And people are going to hold Jalen to a higher standard. And part of making that money is making, obviously on the court, making your team better, making yourself better, winning a championship, but also giving back to the community, having that sense of, hey, you know what? These are the people who support me. These are the kids. This is the next generation. Let me, let me give back. And I think it's important for Jalen to give back. Now, everything I just said is pressure, pressure on Jalen. You just heard him talk about the pressure is to build something here, but there's pressure on the court. When I say people, everybody's asking me about Jalen. I mean, just everywhere you go, people who know I deal with the Celtics are asking me. Uh, so I asked Jalen, I said on yesterday's podcast, how are you, you know, I'm afraid that he's not going to be able to deal with the pressure right away, that he's going to try to do too much too soon. And it's going to take a little bit of time for, for him to level off. Uh, so I said on the podcast yesterday, I figured might as well ask him about it. Jalen, 
when you sign a contract like this, fair or not, it's going to put a real bright spotlight on you. How do you plan to handle the pressure of a contract like this through the ebbs and flows of the season, knowing that the attention on you is going to be magnified? Uh, I think I look at life as stages and degrees. And everything that I kind of went through throughout my career has kind of prepared me for each stage. So I think like all the, the life circumstances, the experiences I've had through this organization, experiences I had in the community have all prepared me greatly to be in this spot. You know, I don't, I don't shy away from pressure. You know, I know what the demand is. I know what the expectation level is. And I know the work that is required. Everything about me is about work. Um, so I look at it as just another challenge to get better, another challenge to improve. I don't think nobody has seen my best yet. Um, and so God willing, I'll be able to put my best foot forward and do what I do best. No one has seen my best yet. That's the key part of all of this. I'm going to address that next. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's the number one sportsbook in America. And now, baseball, Red Sox are on a roll. Hey, why not throw a few bucks on Major League Baseball? Get onto FanDuel. You can get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to 200 bucks. So get your 20 bucks in, throw a bet down, win or lose, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. That's a win no matter what. That's 200 bucks you can spend betting on anything, money line, over, under, who's going to hit that first home run, all those types of prop bets. It's all there on an app that is super safe and secure. No worries about that. You can hop on. It's very easy to use, very intuitive. When you win, that money hits your bank account instantly. That's what you want in an app like FanDuel. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. Just ask you to please gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Want to invite you back here tomorrow, Friday episode, five days a week this week, back down to three days a week uh, after uh, this week is done. Off season is here, so we, we slow it down just a little bit, but it's still more podcasting than you're going to get anywhere else. So subscribe to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. All right, before the break, I played a clip there from Jalen Brown who talked about the pressure and no one's seen my best. And, you know, hopefully he can put his best foot forward. And that's, that's going to be the pressure that he feels. The number one, I think, mistake that people make when they look at Jalen's deal is they ask the question of, well, does he deserve that much money? He's not going to be able to live up to that. It's not about living up to that money. I hope Jalen understands that. I hope people understand that. It's not about living up to $60 million per year, $50 million in the first year, almost seventy in the final year. It's not about living up to that number. No one's going to live up to that number unless it's like LeBron, prime LeBron, prime uh, Durant. Jokic can live up to that money, right? It's, it's a select few who live up to that money. Don't compare Jalen to Jokic. Don't compare Jalen to Giannis. That's not how this system works. So don't hold it against Jalen for participating in the system 
and being fortunate. I said in yesterday's podcast, I'll say it again here. Jalen gets the exact same deal as all the other Supermax guys. It's the exact same thing. 35% of the salary cap. If you're a Supermax player and you get the full Supermax, which happens all the time, you get 35% of the salary cap. Jalen just so happens to be entering year one of that deal in a cap that's going to be up over $140 million. That's just a gigantic number. So congratulations to Jalen Brown for good timing, right? Good luck. He qualifies for 35% of the salary cap. Next year, next summer, other guys are going to qualify for 35% of the salary cap. Jason Tatum will, and he'll make more money than Jalen Brown. So all of the people who are saying, oh, but he, well, he's making more than Jason Tatum. He doesn't deserve that. Well, that's not how this works. Is Jason, is Jalen Brown going to live up to 60 million? Is he going to play like a $60 million a year player the way we perceive a $60 million a year player? No, that's not what he's going to do. He's still Jalen Brown. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. He's still Jalen Brown. He's a very good player. Top 20, 25, 30. Where do you put him in the league? Somewhere in that range. Getting paid all this money is not going to make him a top 10 player. But this is the system. And he got what he deserved because he earned 35% of the salary cap. The salary cap is what it is. This is a monster deal for Jalen Brown. Good for him. Like I said at the top, good for the community in Boston. Good for people, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in need of uh, some help back in Atlanta. Good for wherever Jalen decides to help some people out. There's going to be some financial benefit there. And Jalen gets to live like a king. He never has to worry about anything. Not that he ever had to worry before. He was already pretty rich, but now he's super rich. The pressure is going to be there. It's going to get loud. The spotlight's going to be on him, but it should not be, it should not be too crazy. It should, I know sports talk radio is going to do it. I know they're going to sit there and say at some point in November, December, when, if, if he's struggling, oh, this is what we're paying $60 million a year for. Really? That's what you get for $60 million a year in today's NBA? And that's going to be disingenuous crap. I can't say the word that I want to say because this is a family podcast. It's a bad word. Earmuffs. Um, a bunch of people who are just paid to be provocative are going to use this and stir up a lot of crap. And I know what Jalen Brown needs to do. I sit there and I see the turnovers and all that stuff. Jalen knows he hasn't played. He said, people haven't seen my best. I hope he doesn't feel the pressure to live up to this deal because there's it's an impossible. It's impossible for anybody to live up to this deal. Minus like three guys. That's it. And there's no shame in that, right? Devin Booker will not live up to this deal because it's such a monster deal. It's incredible. Right? This tier of guys, this third team all NBA, second team all NBA guys, none of those guys are going to live up to this deal. But the pressure will be there, and I just hope that he can handle it. 
Jalen was also asked about the negotiations. Why did this take so long? People wanted to know what was going on here. What's going on behind the scenes? Let's hear what Jalen had to say about that. I think it went great. I think a lot of time when you you talk about a relationship that you have with individuals, you can just talk to them normally and direct because I've known these guys for seven plus years. And a lot of times when, you know, financial stuff kind of gets into play, you know, it gets a little bit, you know, more sensitive or et cetera. But I thought from my standpoint, you know, they understood where I came from, understood where we came from. And it was all about just meeting that, meeting in a place where it made sense for everybody. And I'm glad that we were able to finish it and get everything done. I just don't think he would have said anything like that if this was anything other than two sides that just took their time to get a deal done. I've been saying it. A lot of other reporters have been saying it, that this was never a contentious thing. There was never any sort of problem with the negotiations. Uh, I think if there was a problem with the negotiations, I don't think Jalen would have said, oh my God, they were horrible, but he wouldn't have said it the way he said it. So I think that just confirms that the the negotiations were what they were. They took a little time because both sides are going back and forth. I'm sure Jalen wanted that fifth year player option. It wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. I think it was an either or trade kicker. And I'm sure Boston went in and said, you get nothing. You get no trade kicker and no player option. And they kind of ended up in the middle. They found a spot where, okay. You get your kicker. Well, we don't, you know, we're not going to give up the option. Makes him, it's something that you can negotiate, right? You can't negotiate the player option, but you can negotiate the kicker down the road, which the Celtics would have to pay. Uh, it's not 15%, but whatever the final percent number is on the kicker, uh, basically the Celtics would have to pay that amount of money the increased number would be on the other team's books. So the Celtics don't want to pay out an extra whatever percent on, on top of what they're paying just to see Jalen go. Cause they know there's a potential for him to go. And if, 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 if they're, if they understand that at some point a trade is more likely because of the new collective bargaining agreement, well, they don't want that to cost them more actual dollars. So yeah, they're going to, they're going to hopefully to their, you know, on their side, they're going to say, Hey, hopefully we can negotiate this down or out and have him waive the kicker because the other team's not going to want to have that extra money on their books. We'll see how that goes. If it comes down to that, you know, also in all of this, Hey, they can just trade Jalen Brown. He is going to be super expensive. It is going to be very difficult. They're not going to trade him you know, I, I, and I'm guilty of it. I've said, hey, you know, this could only be a one-year thing. I don't think they're going to trade him next summer because they're going to get into, you know, he makes $50 million and the, the restrictions are going to be a little tough. It's not going to be easy to trade Jalen. As good as he is in his prime, it's, it's not going to be the easiest thing to make the salaries match and get the types of players that they want. It, it's just th there is – there, there are obstacles to all of that. So I think the negotiations were as they were characterized to me and they were characterized to everybody else. This was a simple negotiation. It just took longer 
for you know various reasons. It was never anything bad. It was never anything that you know. It, it, you know, people were wondering, "Oh my God, what's happening?" It was it, nothing nefarious, nothing crazy. So, all of this now leads us into Jalen talking about the Celtics championship odds. Can the Celtics win a title? How does Jalen? Obviously, you know what he's going to say. Yeah, we can win a title. But he does drop an in interesting little thing when he gives that answer. I'll give you that in just a second. I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Part of your daily routine. You every day is you're here Monday through Friday. Again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting next week. But I want to invite you over to the Lockdown NBA side because I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison and Lockdown NBA is still five days a week. We've got your NBA fix. We're going day to day, man, Monday through Friday throughout that whole offseason on the Lockdown NBA side. Rotating hosts. I got the Wednesday show with Jake. So give that a listen. We're playing basketball, right? This is about basketball. The, the Celtics have retooled their roster. Here's what Jalen had to say about his thoughts on the Celtics, on the Celtics' potential to win a championship. Of course. Of course, I'm excited to get started with the journey as well. I think what Kristaps can bring to us defensively, in addition, some of our other guys can bring to us defensively. I want to make sure that's where our, we we hang our hats this year, you know. And that starts with me. That starts with 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 Jason. That starts with guys. Rob, you know, uh, where Mark is gone, you know, we don't want our defensive identity to go out the door as well. Um, so we got to really emphasize that at the start of training camp. That's a big. A big statement to me. With Marcus gone, we don't want our our defensive identity to go out the door with him. He later on would talk about Marcus and saying, that's my brother, that's one of my best friends, and it's not going to be the same. Talk about how they put each other in headlocks and stuff. It's been, you know, uh, an up and down relationship, but it's one that is full of respect for one another. We know that Joe Missoula is has been an offense first coach. This past season was very obviously offense first. Jalen continues the narrative from the Celtics players side. We want to hang our hats on defense. We want to maintain our defensive identity. Joe Mazzula was there. The, the players keep saying it. So it does, I don't want to say it conflicts because it's not like Joe is saying, we don't play defense here. I can't believe you said you want to play defense. They do play defense. They were the second-ranked defense in the league last year. Now, defense in the NBA overall was just down. That defense was nowhere as good as the year before. The defense is still going to be a priority, but are they going to be offense first with defense just right behind? Uh, it's it, Every team wants to be good at both. And it's the teams that are good at both that tend to win championships. But Joe putting so much focus on the offense and the players, now Jalen Brown, hey, they did pay him all this money. His voice does carry a little bit more weight. The Celtics have committed to him. Wick Grosbeck was there. Steve Pagliuca was there and they had, you know, I mean, they obviously they're saying the right things, but it seemed pretty clear in the statements that were made 
This is a, a signing. This is a contract aimed at winning a championship in Boston. They give him all this money. He has a voice. Obviously, this isn't a case of, well, if if Joe doesn't do what Jalen wants, Joe's out. No, that's not what I'm saying. But if the players, especially Tatum and Brown, want to focus on the defense, then the Celtics have to make sure that they're focusing on defense. And I'm sure that, that Joe is going to focus on defense. It's just a matter of what's their identity going to be. It's something to watch. When Christmas time comes around, can we say, this is this team's identity? Do we know that this team is a defense-first team that runs this offense and can also score? Or is it an offense-first team that can also get some stops? And that little difference kind of changes how the team plays and, and what they rely on down the stretch. How are they going to win close games? If you're an offense first team, then it's going to be a little bit more back and forth. You're going to hope to outshoot some teams. If you're a defense first team, you're just trying to shut the other team down in the final minutes and get out into transition and, and the offense will come. So we'll see. It's an interesting kind of dynamic that that's that's going to be a storyline in training camp. I'm going to wrap this up with a little fun moment in this press conference. I don't know if you followed this, but uh, Grant Williams and Robert Williams tried to reach Jalen on FaceTime after the deal was announced. He didn't answer his phone, and they posted uh, screenshots that were basically like, oh, oh, who, who's Mr. Big Time now? I asked Jalen about it. He didn't know about it. Here's the whole clip. Uh, it was a fun moment in this press conference. Jalen, uh, Grant Williams... Robert Williams both posted that were, they were unable to reach him on FaceTime. Have you been able to reach out to them? Um, how do you feel about them calling you out like that? I, I, I'm not aware of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Rob and Grant tried to FaceTime you after you signed your deal. Okay. They couldn't get through, so they posted screenshots on Instagram saying that you've changed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he definitely changed his number. I mean... <laughs> Care to respond and tell us how much you've changed? So you're not you too. Are you too big for your teammates uh, now? Nah, never, never, never. No, those are my guys. They, uh, I'll probably give them a call when I leave out of here. But um, I, yesterday was a crazy day. Probably the most my phone has ever been ringing and on the line. So um, I missed that call. But you know, I'll make sure I get back with those he, guys. He was going to call, but he'll call him tomorrow now. Right. <laughs> so fun moment. The, the reality is that Jalen was in the middle of his camp. They were having some sort of uh, lesson, computer lab or something. The news came out that the deal was done and his phone blew up, but he was in the middle of handling things with his kids, the, the kids over there in the camp. And obviously I would have done exactly what Grant and Rob did if one of my buddies got a, one of my teammates got a massive contract. And if I was playing at that level, I would have busted his balls on Instagram as well. But uh, obviously it's, it's a fun moment and um, I'm glad, I'm glad that Jalen had some fun with it. Uh, Grant's no longer a teammate, but uh, will obviously be in Jalen's mentions 
uh, it's a fun time. I think these guys are truly happy for one another. They're all in the league. They're all they're all trying to do the same stuff, right? And and this is a business. If if one of my teammates gets a big thing like that, big contract like that, I'd be like, hell yeah, dinner is on you all the time. Even Rob, like Rob makes $12 million a year. Be like, you know what? I'm not paying for nothing around Jalen anymore. We're going to whatever steakhouse, whatever place that I don't even know about because I have nowhere near the amount of money. A rich person's place to eat, they're going to go, and I'd be looking at Jay and be like, you got to pick this tab up, man. You're the one who just signed $300 million. So uh, this is all going on your card, buddy. Uh, so uh, fun times there. This is a this is a very good time for the Celtics. I think this is this is a, a, a nice chapter for the Celtics. I know people want to bring up what Jalen can't do, and there's plenty of time to talk about that. Plenty of time to talk about that. But the bottom line to me, to me is Jalen Brown earned this contract. He earned a supermax deal by making the second second team All NBA. He qualified for it. He earned it. The Celtics gave him 35% of the cap. The salary cap is what it is. And congratulations, you make a ton of money now. And that's that. Any player in that situation should be asking for the same thing, and they should get it because that's how the system works. And so give him the money. He got the money. Next year, Jason Tatum will negotiate a much richer deal. That's just how it goes. And eventually, the money will start to pile up above Jalen Brown and he'll be the 25th or 30th highest paid player, and it will be commensurate with his talent level. And this is just what NBA players make now. I'm sorry that this wasn't the deal when Larry Bird played or when John Havlicek pay, played or when Bill Russell played. Does Bill Russell deserve to make $70 million a year? Sure he did. Sure he did. But back then, he had to work a second job to, you know, or got, his teammates had to work second jobs to, to make ends meet. That's just life. That's just how it goes in the NBA. At some point, guys will be making $300 million over three years, for, for all we know. it's Things change. This is part of a change. Lots of money is coming into the NBA. Lots of money. That money is split between the owners and the players, basically 50-50. The player's half is the form of the salary cap. That's half the money. Jalen Brown gets 35% of that half of the money. Great. This is what the number is. You've earned it, buddy. Congratulations. Do good things with it. Correct some of the mistakes that you've, you've made. Correct some of the deficiencies, and it'll be fine. Don't go overboard, fans, by saying, oh, he makes this much now. He shouldn't be doing it. Treat him like a normal basketball player. You know damn well that an extra $20 million doesn't correct things overnight. You can only correct what you can correct, right? You can work on it and hopefully it gets better. Money doesn't magically change things. So it is what it is. Everybody just accept the fact that this is the system. Jalen Brown's a beneficiary of the system. Congratulations to him. Good for you, buddy. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening, watching throughout all of this Friday podcast tomorrow. Again, next week, we go down to three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday will be Mailbag Monday throughout the course of the offseason, so get your questions in. JohnCorrales.com slash mailbag. I want to hear what you got to 
say, ask your questions about the Celtics, the NBA, me, have fun with it. Let's have fun with the rest of this, this off season podcasting. So make sure that you are subscribed. If you're not an everyday listener, if you are, I would love it. If you share the podcast, get out there, tell the world, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.